the bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands Welcome up back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast here from a bunch of people who used to watch Bills games together in Chicago, Illinois. And the first time since this podcast has been recording since 2009 that we are able to talk about a Monday night football victory, a Monday night football shellacking over yes, baby. San Francisco yes, 49ers. Yeah. The full fucking crew is here. I'm Lars from just outside Philly. Joining us tonight, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is here. I'm going to burn one of my neighbor's houses down. Woo woo. And from Chicago proper, just outside the shadow of Wrigley Field, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. Dude, I'm at Lily's right now. I don't know where you guys are at. Oh, <laughs> man. Lily's with me. Oh, Down there in Austin, Texas, Jam and Jeff Day is with us tonight. That was fun. Love it, baby. And up there in Bruce City, Wisconsin, Buffalo Bill Nichols coming to us from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wait, was there a game tonight? Boy, was there. <laughs> Boy, was there. And man, oh man, Vegas had this one wrong. A couple of us had it right. We'll get to that in a minute. If you haven't already, subscribe. However you get your podcast, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bill's Nation how you found this podcast, gang. Let's not waste any more time and get right into it. First Monday Night Football win since 1999. Josh Allen throwing touchdowns, first downs, throwing the ball wherever he goddamn well pleases. Let's talk about this great fucking win over the San Francisco 49ers. Go fucking Bills. So 34-24 was the final. Niners got a lot of those points in garbage time, so don't don't think that they actually scored 24 points, but we loaded all 34 of those on their heads. You better believe it. But it wasn't all pretty. It was mostly pretty. It was all pretty, I don't give a fuck. Almost everything about this game was pristine and pretty. But we got to get through the Jenny Creamel bummer. We'll make we'll nope. get through it really quickly. Cass, we haven't heard from you in like a month and a half, so let's be quick. <laughs> Jenny Creamel bummer of today's game. Go, girl. Zach Moss, hold on to the goddamn ball. Easy, next. easy. Bill, coming to you next. Levi Wallace. Stop <laughs> also being Levi easy. Wallace. <laughs> All right, that's also completely fair. Jeff, coming to you. I've, I, d- I don't know what to say. I, I, I was going to – can I go Levi Wallace times two? Yep, but only absolutely. Because? We're going to rush yes. right through this. Yeah. Suge coming to you now. Jenny Cremail. Bore- Corey Bohorquez, do something. Yeah. Why are you on our team? We don't need you. We don't need, we don't need a punter. Uh, I'm giving mine to Steve Levy. He really wanted the Niners win oh! tonight. And, uh, yes. Yeah, I mean – No, I want to take a little moment because there's not – there's so much good things about the Bills that yeah. I just want to talk about the one negative thing, and that is our – Fucking broadcasters. Like, this son of a bitch, as the Bills are winning 34-17, to 17-point 17, 17 fav- um, win over a team that they were not favored against. They were... The Ooh. San Francisco fucking 49ers were favored, despite being a less than 500 team. They were favored against us, an 8-3 and three team, because mm. what? They squeaked by against the Raiders? Mm. A team we also beat? Like, I don't oh. know fucking... Uh-huh. Yeah, Levy... <laughs> When we're winning the games, like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of things that they're going to have to work. They're a good team. 
there. And talking about the fucking 49ers, how about you just be a fucking professional NFL broadcaster and talk about what is the, really the story of this game? Yeah. The real story of this game is Josh Allen and the Buffalo fucking Bills. Yes. It's not the fact that the shitty 49ers are still shitty even though they had a non-shitty moment before. Hell yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing? No. Like, just be a fucking professional. Uh, agreed. And on, uh, I'll give my Jenny Cremiel part B to Vegas. And I know the three <laughs> of it. you don't want to hear it, but Jeff and I will just briefly. Jeff and I have been shitting our pants for the last four and a half days watching the Bills, who started out as two and a half point favorites, and then the game gets moved to a neutral location, and they move to two and a half point dogs. So Jeff and I this whole time are thinking, like, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Because Vegas always has it right. Nothing. Yeah. They know nothing. Exactly, Cass. So Jeff and I just kept throwing more money at this thing. And so Jeff and I are walking out of this game up $250. That's what happened. So Vegas... You're a Jenny Creamhill bummer, and Jeff and I took you down tonight just like the Buffalo Bills took down the San Francisco 49ers. So, Jeff, we'll start with you. It was a win tonight, a convincing win. The first Monday night – let me say this again. The first Monday night football victory since 19-fucking-99, all right? You can't make that shit up, man. Can we just – Can we, do you guys want a table and say who is your Labat Blue MVP not named Josh Allen? Should we come back to it? Because, I mean, it's it's pretty goddamn sure. fucking obvious. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, sure. good. Good. All right. I mean – All right, can, can I also, can I also sure. can I take Cole Beasley out of that equation too? Oh, goddamn I mean, you, Lars. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. You're Labat <laughs> okay. Blue MVP of today's game. I mean, look at the only sad part about tonight's game for this crew, the five of us, is that we weren't able to be together to celebrate this victory Amen. at Lincoln Station with a post-victory celebration at Lily's. That's the only downside. There is no Jenny Cremail. No. There is nothing negative. All right, we got, we got, this is a fun podcast in that we just get to wax poetically for 45 minutes about the beauty that was that game. Heavy on the wax, light was, on the poesy, but yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I'll just start it off, and then I'll pass it to uh, Cass or whoever wants to go next. I got to give it to the boy, Cole Beasley. Mm. I mean, you said he was off limits at first, but we're going to just give it to him. He had 113 <laughs> yards in the first half. At a touchdown. The man. The boy with the lettuce flow. I mean, he just – the funny thing is I think he probably ended the game with, like, 119 yards, which is, like, just sort of funny because he had 113 in the first half. I don't know what he had. Um Cole Beasley is going to set his he, – he set his career high tonight in – oh, boy. Oh, boy. Can you guys hear me? You're good. Yeah, loud yeah you're great, man. I mean, okay, so so Cole Beasley <laughs> set his career high tonight in in yards, and I, and I think catches me. I, I don't even know. They, they flashed some stat at some point. He has 33 touchdowns, which is an NFL record for players under 5'8". Love that stat. I know Billy and, does. And the, no, I mean, the, they, that's a big deal considering the Edelmans and all of the people in New England. Good call. Th- catching balls from the uh, Roscoe Parishes of the world. You know, you know damn well, somehow Edelman got on some, he's five, eight and a half list. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got on, but regardless, Cole Beasley has had, um, I, I'm just, honestly, I'm really happy for Cole Beasley. And, you know, since coming to Buffalo three years ago, I think he's set now his record in yards two out of the three years he's been here. 
And what did he do tonight? Starting, by the way, from his first catch of the game, mm. which was which was the most difficult catch, where he picked that ball up off the turf. Oh, yeah. 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 Which was probably, may, may have been Josh Allen's worst throw of the night. Yeah. And he picked that ball off, off of the turf, and he ran for whatever it was, seven yards. Cole Beasley, he finished the game with probably, I haven't looked at the box score, I'm guessing seven or eight catches, 120 yards, a TD, and a whole lot of hearts. Yeah. Cole Beasley. Amen. Can, can I jump in? I, I know it's not my turn, but I want to jump now. in. It is now. Go for it. I'm not going to I'm not going to actually pick a player. Um I I would like to come back and pick a player at some point, but what I would like to focus on is that, you know, Sale said um at the, you know, I think it was maybe yesterday a couple of days ago, said I think the game is going to be Cole Beasley, right? Mm. It's Cole Beasley going against a, what? A third, maybe fourth string corner. Undrafted free agent. Nickel corner. Yeah. No big deal. So what I like about this team and what I've loved about this team this year is that, hey, we should beat you in this regard. Yes. And guess what we do? We kick your fucking ass in that regard. Right? When it's time, when when it's like, hey, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to beat you in this regard. We do. We beat them. We kick their ass. And that's the beautiful thing. That's the reason why we haven't had – these hair scratching losses other than maybe fucking Arizona. Right. Um, but even Arizona, all of us felt like we won that game. We did win of that course. game other than some bullshit. Right. But this team is good. And this team has the ability to say, I'm better than you. I am better than you here. I'm better than you here. And I'm better than you here. Well, uh, let me, so let... I'm going to beat you in that spot. And then, you know, let's let the cards fall. So I, I let me just, <laughs> You you really can't ask for much more from your third wide receiver than what we get from Cole Beasley. And we don't go to him that frequently, and it, that's kind of a crime. So I'm I'm just going to slide in here with my Jenny Cremail because this guy is having, like, the quiet— Jenny Cremail. Sorry, yes, you're right. Labat Blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> this guy is quietly having a fucking phenomenal season. And John Brown was out tonight. So who was our yep, number yep. two? Gabe Davis. Yep. yep. Another touchdown. Now, we joked on here because a couple of penalties yep. and then, like, one missed it by a couple inches touchdowns cost us a lot of money <laughs> on this podcast. But, you know, I, I heard guys on the radio today talking about Ayuk and, you know, Lamb and the guy in Vegas and the guy in Denver. I don't remember these guys' names because they were never in play for the Bills. The guy uh, in Minnesota. The guy in Minnesota, yep. exactly. The guy we basically they took with the pick they got from Jefferson, I believe, from LSU. All these great rookie wide receivers. And we kept hearing how great this rookie wide receiver class was. We got Gabe Davis, what, in the seventh round? Sixth, seventh round? Fifth, sixth, seventh? Something like that. I don't, it doesn't matter. The point is, guy's a fucking stud. And we've been saying all year that the John Brown, you know, the, the the offense flows through John Brown. You take him away, it, it, and it operates at, at suboptimal levels. But tonight just proved that, like, yeah, it's actually not that big of a, a drop-off when you go to Gabe Davis because of Cole Beasley. Because, I... because he, he is another guy you have to account for. And at the 2-3 and three level with a solid number one in Stephon Diggs, who, by the way... I, somebody please take him because that guy is a fucking stud. 
I mean, like our number two, number three, and when you get John Brown in the back of the lineup and it's a 2-3-4 toss-up between Brown, Beasley, and Davis, I mean, come on, Cass, coming to you now. Please give us something good. Labatt Blue MVP. Guys, I got to go to the other side of the ball. Yes. Yes. Repent. Jerry Hughes. Repent. Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes. I'm going way back, right, because I think the play of the game. Yep. And the play of this person's season was on fourth and goal at the Buffalo one. Nailed it. When we stopped them and Tremaine Edmonds took down <laughs> Jeff Wilson, who was running right up the middle, straight for a touchdown, and we stopped them at fourth and goal. Because I was losing my mind after we go for it on fourth and goal. We don't get it. And what, what does Tremaine Edmonds do? I, guys, yeah. that, I, that was literally the biggest play, I think, of his career. And I know we come back and we fumble <laughs> it, and Zach Moss, that's the reason why he's my Jenny Cremel bummer of the game. But that was such a momentum swing in the game, and it was a big F you. You stop us. We stop you. We are in this game. You are not stopping us. We are taking this back to you. And that was the game. That was a plain Change the game right now, there. Now, Cass, I'm going to come back to you for a second because, you know, the matchup this week that if if you were going to be nervous, it was this offense against their defense because, and I, and I put it on our group me, Nick Mullins is the worst quarterback that this Bills team has faced all year. Yes! Thank, thank you. It's not even close. I mean, I, I guess you could say Cam Newton because he's a terrible passer these days. Yeah. But in he terms didn't of play like, like that though, Lars. In all fairness, he no, didn't play dude, like that. So they put the stat up on the screen. Yeah. Nick Mullins gets his stats. The dude is a stat machine. And and Jeff yeah. and I actually won a lot of money yeah. on him hitting the over a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. He's not that good of a fucking quarterback. So No, you know why? 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 <laughs> shit. Jeez, no. shit. I, I don't mean to – Lars, I, I, I'm going to let you get back to your point, but it's like what you're about to describe is the subtle difference between a below average and above average quarterbacks. So I, I'm just going to let you get back to it. Wow. Get back to All it. that for that. Wow, you got really angry sorry, sorry. and then suddenly took sorry. the fucking – The point is head, I, I, Cassie highlighting the defense is – like, it's kind of, and this doesn't make light of what she said, but it's kind of a no-brainer because there, there, was, no, there was no reality today that the, that the San Francisco 49ers offense was going to be too much for this defense to handle. And if it had been, that would have been an issue. But it absolutely wasn't, and that's where we need to be. And yes, and that, and that kind of begins and ends with Tremaine Edmonds. And they talked about this on the pregame. Maybe that shoulder was causing him to be just a little hesitant, a little bit sheepish out there. But for fuck's sake, for the last month. Jeff, whenever you're ready. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. For the last month. And now the defense healthy. We got Matt Milano coming in, getting in a guy's lap. I mean, like, yes, hello. If this offense was going to score, there was no chance that this Niners team was going to win tonight. I mean... you also have to give honorable mention to Poyer and Hyde, who had multiple goal line stops. Like, yep. they're just crazy out there. And we are literally the definition of bend, but don't break. I, yes. No, I, I want to take Hyde as mine if, if no one else is. Go, Go on. Ahead. Go on, girl. Well, so here's the thing, right? 
Poyer's been getting all the love this season, right? Hyde got extended first. Poyer got has Poyer been extended? No, no but yeah. he's through next year, I think. Oh, right. But Hyde got extended, and you know Poyer's kind of had the season, right? Like Poyer's been the guy that's made all the plays, and and and, and I mean he's amazing. I love him, and I want him to be a Bill forever. But Hyde has kind of fallen under the radar a little bit this year. And then what did he do today but just solid fucking defensive play. The guy catches the ball at the one-yard line, and you hit him in a way that does not allow him to cross the ball five inches forward. Yeah, you catch the ball on the five-inch yard line, you will stop at the five-inch yard line. And then other than that, the picks that should have been – a pick six, but we we. <laughs> I told you, I told you, I told you that putting on a defensive or special teams touchdown, and just like Gabe Davis has classy. scored a touchdown every fucking game that we have not betted on him. Yeah, we have <laughs> thereby jinxed the defense and special teams by betting on that this week. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you know, in, in in a crucial moment, right, in a point where like it didn't feel like the game was you know a little bit out of hand, Micah Hyde picks a, a great ball and you know as much as AJ Klein was a little bit invisible this game that little shoulder bump that he had that kind of knocked that ball in the air yeah. that's what I'm going to say his contribution was um, I think it's actually really uh, it would be really interesting to watch the all 22 to see how AJ Klein performed with Matt Milano on the field and like you know how all that stuff shaked out but man Micah Hyde had himself a fucking game, and I'm just I'm so fucking proud of this team for just playing a full game, you know, third quarter, ten to ten. I'm gonna take it. We didn't yeah. lose in the third quarter, yeah, right. And we, you know, besides some early early morning jitters, we just put the foot on the gas. Like yeah. I was texting you guys all day with the group me, just keep putting the foot on the gas, and we kept doing that. And one of you guys said it. The key point being when the game was in our hand and we just wanted to kill clock, we let Josh Allen throw on third down twice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. And so Do it, it every just time. tells you that, you know what? We're a better team than you. you yeah, can't that's stop exactly me right. You can't stop me running. You cannot stop me because I'm a better fucking football team than you are. Yeah. And you know well, what? So that's what's so fucking ridiculous about Vegas and all that other stuff. There was no indication to suggest this Bills team was less of a team than the 49ers, and it is so fucking good to see just our ability to just fucking take that team and fucking put them in the fucking ground. Yes. Punch them in the fucking face and put them in the fucking ground because that's where they fucking deserve for even trying to be in the fucking same mention of these Buffalo Bills. Amen. So let me tell you something, Suge. Let me just fucking build on that. Go. Because, first of all, I'm looking at a couple of things. Right now I'm looking at the box score. (laughs) And you and Cassie, you and Cassie nailed it. Leading tackler for the team, Micah Hyde. Third leading tackler, Tremaine Edmonds. Only behind <laughs> Levi Wallace. <laughs> okay? But, because he gives a guy a 10-yard cushion every play. And, and by the way, Cassie, I, I, I love the Levi, uh, excuse me, the um, uh, Tremaine Edmonds pick because he's finally healthy. Yeah. The storyline of the year, by the way, is that the Bills' defense, as we should expect with McDermott and Brandon Bean and these defensive legends, is that we're only getting better, baby. And and we are. We are. And we are. That's, That's they, the they just continue to prove it. 
year after year, season after season, game after Continuity. game. And let's talk about, by the way, let's just talk very specifically. I think in the last six games, we're like seventh in the NFL in DVOA, and that includes defensive DVOA. That includes a Hail Mary touchdown against the Cardinals, a Hail Mary not touchdown against the, against the Chargers, and uh, what, 100-plus yards of garbage time? Also the, uh, also the busted play against the Seahawks that they got like a 54-yard touchdown on. Yes. So, so but, but I just wanted to, Sujit, build on something you were just saying. Let's just take a minute, and then, Billy, we'll get to you for your player. I've only hated a couple teams in the last year. Okay, okay. I've only <laughs> it's been maybe the Patriots. It has been the oh god, who's sorry, Jesus, is that sorry, me? that's okay, me. That's, Why that's, the fuck you, okay. ESPN? God damn it, yeah. fuck you. Like I, seriously, I have, stop playing these I, goddamn ads that start and wait, stop. Why can't like, you just close the fucking ESPN? You gotta launch. You gotta launch these websites and immediately right click and say mute tab. All these websites, it's bullshit. God damn it. Sorry, I think my apologies. He, I think the only team in the last three years that I would say I've hated is New England Patriots. Yeah. The only team. Until the last four days. <laughs> when somehow the, the media, the world, the, the football-watching public decided, oh, these 49ers who are 5-6 and six have lost three of their last four games. And won their last game by the string of their t- their tingy ting tree, okay, <laughs> <laughs> including four oh, turnovers. That team, that team is going to be favored over our Buffalo Bills, not by one, not by two, but by two and a half points on a neutral side. Okay, in a new- and I I came into this game. I've never hated a team more. I'm not sure if I've hated a team more. <laughs> I may have lost a couple of friends tonight with this 49ers team. Because all I was – Lars, you and I both know we have a few good friends. Good friends. Yep. Okay? Good friends. People have been to our weddings. 49ers fan. I texted them all. I said, I hate your team so much. <laughs> I didn't because involve Logan disrespect. today. Did you? Did, did you? did you? Did you? Oh, God, yes. Oh, I, yeah, good for I you. Had some good. interaction. The disrespect that was – the. the and this is what I love about this win. Honestly, guys, so much in all seriousness. What I love about this win, I'm so happy for the team. I'm happy for the Bills. I'm happy for everybody. It's like we came out and we showed everybody yes. this team does not belong in the same well, conversation. Well, this 5-6 and six bullshit team with Nick Mullins as their quarterback more, but Jeff, is not. More on that in a second. More on that in a second because okay. we, we shelved a very important Labatt Blue MVP. To come back to and somebody who well, Billy's up and Billy's up and Billy's up, but his performance tonight need need not go on unnoticed. Billy, you're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game. Yeah, so I look forward to talking about Josh, guys. Um, but I don't know if we've actually given this person a the Bat Blue MVP of this year yet, mm. and that is Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott, Ooh. his. The consistency with which he has brought this team to be aggressive and to be completely comfortable with with a guy who I don't know if it's in his if it's truly in his nature to be aggressive or if he's kind of the generally let place. I think he's he's shifted his mindset to be more aggressive 
um, and he's put the belief in his players. When it's fourth and one at the thirty-five mm. yard line, we got a big, you know, big mouth Billy Matt, ba- Billy Bass, right out there kicking field goals, and he's like, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna go for it. Um, you know, I got confidence in Dable. I got confidence in Josh Allen. I got confidence in my offensive line. I got confidence that we're gonna call the right play, get us in the right situation, get a first down. Uh, I, I, you know, I really just think it's he and as much as the announcers were, you know, kind of suck, but Lewis Riddick made a good point. He's like, the team is playing, they embody like the, the attention to detail and what everything that their coach preaches. Uh, so I just think he's done a hell of a job and he deserves a shout out for just, just, you know, bringing this team to, to be what they are right now. I agree with you, and I just want to add one one more thing. Is that's, you know, I just kind of feel like he takes on the attitude that the team wants him to take on, right? When we were disrespected enough to not be the favors favorites in this game, they said yep. we don't just want to beat this team. We want to punch this fucking team in the face. And you know what? We got something stolen from us from this stadium two weeks ago and this week we're going to make it not even possible for you to steal from us this week we're going to fucking punch you in the mouth we're going to take everything we're going to take your lunch money we're going to take next week's lunch money we're going to take everything away from you we are going to shame you and we are not going to put a single break on right that was always the thing that we didn't like about these bills is that we would get out to a, a first quarter lead a second quarter lead and then suddenly the third quarters we'd fall asleep you know, and this game, like, and that's what I loved. I, I felt like the attitude was from the beginning. Fourth and one on the thirty-five, third, fourth and one on the forty. Go for it. Fine. Yep. You've never proven the ability to stop my offense, so I'll give your offense a chance. You know, I, and my defense is better than yours, mm. than your offense, and so let's go. I also think Sean McDermott is giving a big f you. To the broadcasters or whoever decides a scheduling thing to say, oh, we're only good enough to put us on prime time towards the end of the season when you think our games are going to be close and we're going to be fighting for a position in the division or the conference. No, screw you all. We are a good team and we deserve to be on prime time from week one all the way to week 17. Because it's crazy. All of our primetime is loaded towards the end of the season where they think, oh, the Bills might be in it. They're fun, right? They're a team that everyone kind of wants to root for. You know what? We've been been winning the division since game one, since week one. Right? Fuck you. Put us on primetime week one, 2021. Hell yeah. Hey, Billy boy. What up? I love that. I love that uh, pick. And uh, the thing that I'd also just say is, Last year, I think that we were going for it on those situations because we had to. Mm. Yeah. You know, because Stephen Hauschka just yep. didn't have the leg to do it. This year, we're going for those situations because we want to. Yeah. Because we can. Be- uh, be- thank you. <laughs> because we can. Yeah. 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 And we can get two yards whenever the fuck we want. Right. What an incredible difference it feels like. <clears throat> None of us. The five of us have never, I don't think, we have never experienced a bill season like this. No. Where it's, no. Where it's, where it's fourth and two, and we expect to be yeah. able to convert. 
Now, I, yeah, that said, though, let's not overlook. I mean, Super Bowl, Super Bowl years aside, yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it was, but let's not overlook the rookie season that Tyler Bass is having. Okay? Come on. Love it. Come Love on. It. Is he this was, where you're going? Is this your is this your MVP? No, I've I've already given mine. To, what did I give mine? I don't remember. Take another I, one. We just yeah, yeah, Gabe Davis. Fucking, oh, yeah, I, I took Gabe Davis, which is which is an easy one. But t- t- Tyler Bass. Now this motherfucker is is what has made his last eight field goals in a row, something like that. And let me just pull this up here because okay, so he was seventy seven percent going into this game, and that includes the kick that he made that was called off. So this guy is hovering around and probably a little better than eighty percent, and he's been money. He's been money. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not anointing him yet. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, well, I'm. I'm not anointing him until he like does it in clutch time. But cast the difference is I'm not shitting my pants if it, if if the ball's on his foot at, at, at clutch time now because yeah, well, he, hold on. But he did a good job in clutch time last last game. He had three three kicks over the fifty yard line. Right? It wasn't that. That was the, that was against the Cardinals, right? I mean, it was it was. Sorry, two games ago. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, you, let's not overlook his his performance. Now, one thing I do, th- one more thing before we get into Josh Allen, because I do want to talk about Josh Allen. <laughs> Cast. <laughs> so our group bet tonight was the Bills hit the money line and we get a defensive special teams touchdown. Okay. Yeah. Now you've kind of heard us touch on it. I, I had put some money on a defensive or a special teams touchdown because the way things have been going this year, that at least would have guaranteed us a return inside the five yard. And that's pre- precisely what we got from an interception. <laughs> but I, like, I, I want to come back to this because we talked about this in 2018. In 2017, we were getting a lot of breaks and a lot of like lucky kind of fluky plays and that, that sort of helped us back our way into the playoffs, which in a year which I'm convinced was not the goal – but it was nice to get, and it was nice in McDermott's first year, and to get the monkey of the drought off our back, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that since since Christmas Eve 2017, so when we take the field against the Steelers, we'll be 10 days shy of three years, that the only like fumble return for a touchdown we had was a, a play that Jason Kroom laid on a fumble that was squirting into the end zone while we were already on offense. And the only special team score we had was Micah Hyde's like crazy flying onside recovery against Miami last year. That is fucking nuts. And when you when you look at teams like the Chiefs and, and some of these other guys who are, are getting non-offensive touchdowns consistently, we have now won nine games this year, ten games last year, with none of none of that, no help. And like Cass, like I don't blame you. I I thought we would get it today against Mullins, and we damn near did. And yeah, like betting on it guaranteed we'd get really close without actually getting it, which is exactly what fucking happened. And then it cost us all about two hundred dollars. But the point here is that, like, to me, that's a sign of, a, of an incredibly stable team. Not necessarily like a like a world beater, but these Pittsburgh Steelers, these now eleven and one Pittsburgh Steelers, all they get is big plays, and the Bills get some big plays here and there. But this is a team that has to win without those game-changing fluke plays, and has now managed to do so for two consecutive seasons. At a rate which is 
kind of kind of boggles the mind because nobody would say this is a, a, a defensive liability. If anything, they'd say for the better part of the last three years, it's been a good defense. But the fact that they have not been able to score any points is fucking crazy. Yeah, so here's the thing. We talked about winning. Okay, so first of all, we've won without defensive or special teams touchdowns, right? But you talk about the big plays. Like, we all kind of feel like Josh Allen's got a big arm, right? And this season, there was, uh, there was something that was talked about on Howard and Jeremy this morning where our biggest play this year is, what, like 40-something yards, which yeah. means it's yeah. the middle of the pack. Now, we've had a bunch of... 30-yard passes, we've had a bunch of... But we have not had... We have not had an offensive big play. And that's because we tried it in the beginning, and then all of these offenses said... Or all these defenses said, beat us underneath. And then you know what we did? We went nine and fucking three. Yeah. Yes, that's what sir. we did. Yep. Yeah. Right? And, and so also, that, Suge, like, don't, don't, measure, don't measure Josh Allen's ability to throw a ball 70 yards in the air. Measure his arm strength and his ability to throw a 30-yard fucking rope to Cole yes. Beasley on the sideline because, because he does that 90%. shit twice a game. That's way I more valuable you know, than a yes. long— Yes, 100%. Arm strength is more important than deep ball because here's the thing. Arm strength accuracy arm strength with accuracy is more important than, than just pure deep ball because Russell Wilson can throw a perfect fucking so good. parking pass that drops in the bread bucket, right? But Russell Wilson can't throw a fucking beam, a laser beam, to the out route no. that Stefan Diggs can catch, right? So Josh Allen, you know, is young, and he's still learning. But he has now gotten to the point where his education and his knowledge and his eyes have reached to the point where now his fucking rocket of an arm can make up for really any any deficiencies that he doesn't have so far. Look, I want want to just, like, put it in perspective here that if not for Patrick Mahomes and these insane, like, 500-yard, six-touchdown games in a night, like, Josh Allen's stats in games like these are fucking superlative. He is, like, like, we could not even have dreamed of a quarterback who did what he did tonight three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. And, and like, so we should not take it for granted. And and, and that's why I want to, like, devote a little time to talking about him because, again, we, we, we fall into the trap of comparing our quarterback to Brady because he's been in our division since the fucking 19th century. And now we you fall in the trap of comparing guys to Patrick Mahomes, which is also not fair. In the meantime, Josh Allen is fucking lights out. And he was incredible tonight on a primetime national stage. Get Lars, off his I wanna, dick. I, Lars, I want to say one thing. The rest <laughs> of the AFC East is comparing their quarterback to Josh Allen. They better fucking. Yes, baby. He, yeah, is, they... he is the quarterback of the AFC East now. It's no more Tom Brady. There's only one quarterback. There's no question who the best quarterback in the AFC East is no right question. now, and that is Josh Allen. So everybody else, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, are you as good as Josh Allen? Can you beat the Josh are... Allen-led Bills? That's the point. Uh, I mean, Suj, you're saying the AFC East. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, all of AFC. AFC. Like, yeah, AFC, baby. He is – there is nobody – and Lars, the play where you called out where he is rolling out – 
and looks like he's about to run, maybe go out of bounds, whatever, and just whips the ball downfield and completes a pass. Most quarterbacks cannot scramble and try to figure out, okay, where am I going to run? Where's everyone at? And then still be able to look downfield and make a completed pass with the arm strength of what Josh Allen showed. It was something of beauty. Somebody I was watching the game with, who's a Bears fan, was like, there's, he, he was, and he knows football very well. He was like, there's, I don't know any quarterbacks that can do that. What yeah. he just showed, that is a skill that not a lot of people out there can do. And Josh Allen showed it tonight. Yeah, he yeah. shows it a lot. I think my he shows I think, it yeah. a couple of a uh, <clears throat> couple of quick thoughts on that, which is um, one. Cassie, you, you suggested one of the great all time bets. One of the great all time bets. Yes. Which was that the Bills' de- defense or special teams was going to score tonight. And though we didn't, I don't think the sentiment could have been more accurate. Andre Roberts, I thought he was going to break three. Yeah, came close. Micah Hyde, <laughs> intercepted down to the four-yard line, baby. I mean, I was the, losing the my shit, by the way. <laughs> they, they took over with their heels in the end zone. I mean, like, it was, it was yeah. right there. Yeah, the, sentiment, the sentiment of what you were betting upon couldn't have been more accurate. Well done. And, and then I would just say, I don't know what QBR rating is. I don't even know what it means. I don't know how it's calculated. But let me tell you this. I'm looking at the box score. Nick Mullins, okay, this fucking piece of shit that we've had to listen to be the Super Bowl savior for life, he had a 70.5. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, Josh Allen Double. had a 75.5. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Doesn't sound like that big of a difference. Doesn't sound like it's a very good stat. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins had 316 yards and three TDs. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had he had two picks, if anyone wants to follow that. If anyone wants to look at that. He also had zero heart. And uh it, you know, but my point is my point is like I wanna let's what stand let's, are you looking at, Jeff? Like that's, I mean, like the QB rating on the know, QBR, 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 QBR. All right, I want to talk about my favorite. Yeah, yeah, go. Ahead. I want to. Let's talk Billy's, about Joshy. I want to hear some, some. My favorite, my favorite Josh play from today was when he got when Deion Dawkins misses block, or the guy just made like a you know did that defensive end uh, did a little swim move around him, and Josh just got fucking flattened, flattened. Right, you're just like, damn man, that looked like that hurt, and he got up. In the next play, just as if nothing just happened, he yep. threw a whatever, a 12-yard, 14-yard, 9-yard. I don't even know what the hell the throw was. Just a beautiful throw to one of our receivers. It was just like a routine, just like, I mean, it was a, it was a sick throw, right? But his, his ability to, the fact that he's just so fucking tough, and you know yeah. he's going to be in it. I mean, he took, he, that, that. What what would have been a a, a a knee breaker last last week? God. He gets up from that. Yeah. And it's just like no big deal. Um, oh. And oh. having a quarterback um, that is the face of our franchise, that is going yeah. to be someone that's going to be like you think of Roethlisberger, right? And he's been able to sustain big hits, being able to um, you know work through injuries um, and. Has you know gotten injured, but still been able to play 
or still been able to extend his career. You know, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for a flash, a flash in the pan. Uh, we're looking for someone who's going to be able to bring victories yeah. to this franchise for years to come. And it's and it's nice not having to rely on some little gadget guy like Kyler Murray or Tua or one of these guys we're talking about that. You know, the book yep. is good, book is going to be out on yep. that within a year. So um, it's so, just it's so, it's awesome, man. So Lamar Billy, Jackson. T- t- yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Cassie. Yes. I, I, I was ranting about it in Lincoln Station last year with you and Suge. So, Billy, on that point, and I don't mean to single you out here, but you're, you're, you can understand this context. No offense to the other three better than I can. But at this – or better, better than the other three here. At this point, so Liam, you know, about three years old. Hugh, happy birthday! You know, just celebrated the big, the big one. The big, yep. he made it one, one year down, at least one to go. Um, you know, there's a good chance, man, that our boys and, and my boys, Hendrick and Jacob, about the same age, they're going to be rooting for Josh Allen until they're in high school. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking awesome. Right, awesome. It's fucking nice. insane. It's so great. I mean, barring a catastrophic injury, like, like that's that's true. That's reality. He's going to be in Buffalo for the next ten to fifteen years, and our boys, like the lights haven't really come on for them yet. Like they can't sit down and watch the, the Bills play. But one of the things that I love most about Josh Allen is knowing that like Josh Allen is going to be what they understand Buffalo Bills football to be, and I and I and I couldn't be happier yeah, that it's I didn't Josh think Allen about for that. us. Right? I didn't think about that. That's super cool. Yeah, and yeah, I means yeah. I'll see. I'll great see, guy, uh, toughness, and he embodies everything that Jim Kelly did, which is great too. Because then you can talk about you know our childhood and it just just carries on like what it, what it means to be a Bills exactly. Player. And it just 100%. it just feels so good about that legacy. And like yeah, he's here to stay, barring catastrophic injury. He's here to stay, Bills fans. You know, I got home and um, like I told you, like I was watching on the on my little phone. And I got home and. Lucia is jumping up and fucking down, screaming at the fucking TV because Zach Moss fumbled the ball, right? Or whatever. Was Cassie like, in the like, making. It was a questionable. And she was just like, that's not. And, you know, she's total Cassie because she's just calling them cheaters. She's like, well, that guy hit that guy in a way that's not fair. That's not fair. He hit him right here. And that's not okay. And so, like, I just I love it. She has nothing. But she's just such just a complete bill. She's like, screw this. And go, goes run in the other room. And she's like, I'm making tattoos. And I'm like, what are you doing? She comes back and she has pieces of uh, masking tape that says go on one hand, bills on the other Fuck hand. Yes. But it only makes sense if she holds it like this. Sweet. Wow. And so it says go bills. And so like, like she was just like, she was ready. She was just like, and I'm just like, you know what girl? Like, that's what it's all about. She had, she put on little things underneath her eyes to be like, football stickers like 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 you know like the, the eye black yeah the eye black she was ready to go yeah i mean it was like we lasted like a solid quarter and, and i know i don't want to get too I... too sentimental here but it, it, we shouldn't really overlook again it's been since 1999 yep. since we won we, a monday night football we didn't all know each other i mean we've been doing yes. this podcast for forever we've all yep. known each other yes through and a Cassie, lot of we we have sat through some really, really crushing primetime games. Not least of which yeah. was the two thousand seven Cowboys game, which actually I wasn't at, 
but Bill and Jeff, that's when Bill and Jeff lived together. And you guys gave me a key to your apartment because I had an improv show that night. So I like hightailed it there, watched it on replay because you guys set it up. And I I got caught up at the end of the game. And Jeff, I got a text from Ray Pack as I was finally getting caught up that said, I love you, man. I'm so sad right now, but I love you, man. I was like, what is going on? And then they lost that game. They lost that game. (laughs) Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question to this group. Is this Josh Allen's best game? It's yes. It's yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. No. I, no. Cowboys. Cowboys yeah, Thanksgiving. Cowboys, that's what I was going to ask. Is I'm Cowboys? sorry. That is. He, that no, is. He didn't, no, he didn't go 80 percent for 375 and four touchdowns. Hell no, dude. He Hell could do whatever he no. wanted tonight. Yeah. No. Today I, thought, was, I think I, I guess, the, the only reason that Cassie says Cowboys and the reason I, in some ways, agree, it was it was the first time we saw it. Maybe on 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 prime time. His balls were just hanging down to the ground because he was just also like, that, I'm, I'm going to do this tonight. That was the greatest. That fourth and one. Yeah. And that fourth and fourth one and where one. he jumps over the fucking line and yeah. tears somebody over the – like that was just fucking Josh Allen. The point here is, though, is that like we, we now have a pretty keen eye towards the future, which, which, it, which shows it to be bright. And I, I, I don't want to – again, using the Monday Night Football first win in 21 years – on Monday Night Football as a backdrop, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that all of us, all of us, are Bills fans outside of Western New York. And all of us, the five of us at least, and and probably most of our listeners too, because we've got a lot of international listeners and a lot of people all over the country and outside of Buffalo, have been saying for the longest time that the reason we stay by this team, the reason that we sat at that miserable fucking bar stool... For as long as we did, watching this team get shellacked and finish seven and nine, six and ten, eight and eight, all those years, all those crushing primetime losses, is because we always said, when it gets sweet, it's going to be that much sweeter. And I, like I'm here to tell you now, Bills fans and everybody listening, and everything, everybody within the sound of my voice, this is it. this How is it. Sweet it is it's getting to really be fucking sweet. By you, by you, by yes, you. and enjoy it. And enjoy it because you you've suffered through it. We certainly have. And if you don't believe me, there are now eleven years worth of this podcast that you can go back and listen through the Trent Edwards days, through the goddamn Kyle please Orton don't. experience. Like please don't through through the Doug Marone, Chan Gailey years, Dick Duran. We've been here the whole <laughs> fucking time, saying when they turn it around, it's going to be that much sweeter. Well, they made us wait, and they made us wait, and they made us wait. And I'm here to tell you right now, Bills fans, we've arrived. And if mm-hmm. it's not sweet to you now, it's never going to be. So fucking enjoy it because this is really, really sweet. And someday it's going to be dark again. But we, a lot of us have gone through the darkness and we went through it together. Now it's time to be sweet. Now it's time to drink up and enjoy it. Let's not waste any time and get in a wild card. Go Bills. <laughs> Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer. And I'm all in on the Budesonide train this week, so I got a lot of beers here. Uh, I mentioned last week the Bells Jingle Bells variety pack, which actually doesn't have any like creative Christmas labels, which I'm a little disappointed in, but at the same time, I'm okay with. 
Um, so I was having the light-hearted ale, which is the two-hearted ale, but uh, a light version, which I like. And the, I think, new for this particular pack, the Juicy Gossip, which is also nice. Both IPAs. Cass, you would love them. But, Suge, Suge, my heart to you, my friend. Tis the season. Tis the season for a good old Texas beer. A peach pecan. Shiner. Cheer. Oh, the Shiner cheer. And I will say that it was a beautiful Christmas season when Jeff Day (laughs) actually texted me outside of the group me to just show me a picture of the Shiner cheer he was drinking. And he said, tis the season. And, hey, you know what? I actually have not had a Shiner cheer this year. Like, But Lars, like, literally every time I see it, all I think about is you. I actually don't like Christmas beers, but... You know, the fact that you love it Grinch. so much. So time out, want- time out. So first off, I also don't like Christmas beers. And every time I see the Shiner Cheer Suge, I think of you. Okay. What? Yes. Oh, you very much. I love so. the Shiner Cheer. Uh, no, I love I know I, I love Shiner Cheer. Yes. I don't like most other Christmas beers. They're either like too heavy, too sweet, too spicy. Like I usually don't like them. Yeah. I love Shiner Cheer, but when I drink this, I think of you because for a couple years when this was hard to get in Chicago, I was getting texts from you about like the hot spot in Chicago to figure out where to go get it. So yeah, no, I very much think of you. And I will say that um, drinking this tonight, this was the first time since I've moved here, since I left Chicago, that I, I drank something or had anything or any kind of experience really. And like it kind of like transported me back to Chicago for a hot minute. Like that, oh. like that this, this honestly was the first beer First anything, again, it was a beer, it just happened to be, um, that p- put me back in Chicago. They say that, like, you know, taste smells are, are likely to put you in a time and place. This, and this is the first time I had the, oh, shit, I'm back in Chicago um, since leaving now. I mean, it's 2020 COVID. I know it's, it's 12 months ago, which seems insane. But, yeah, here we are. Jeff, coming to you Can now. Take a moment? Yeah, go Can ahead. I take a, a quick moment before you go on there? We all have to talk about our beers. At the end of this conversation about beers, I would like to ask the question of what is the threshold at which we all make a point to get together to watch the game? Is it playoffs? Is it AFC championships? Or is it Super Bowl? That's the question. Um, The TV has turned on, and so I have to turn that off. Okay, but that's my question. Think about it. Jeff, what are you drinking? Uh, The interesting thing here is that As the guy who in the last few weeks has drank the skinny IPA, the Shiner Holiday Cheer, and tonight, the Community Citrus Slice India Pale Ale. Wow. He's working his way way up, way up, way up. I have become, I would would define as the beer guy of the group. (laughs) Okay? Of this group? I would say... Yeah, oh yeah, I would say I'm the beer guy now. Okay, like, and so what I was drinking tonight was, was a Sierra Nevada. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a beer connoisseur now. Yep, citrus ale IPA. Let's we won't talk about the other dozen and a half beers that I had light style, and I finished it off with a citrus slice IPA. It has an it has an orange slash lemon on the label, Healthy. which means it's. So, Cassie, it means, really it means that good. you and I are into it. It means that you and I are into it. And it says India Pale Ale with Citrus. Delightful. Absolutely delightful. My favorite part about this, Suge and Bill, 
um, no offense, Cass, but since you're not an IPA drinker, is that Jeff's about to learn the lesson of like, no, you shouldn't drink IPAs after a night of light beer drinking. That that is a uh, that's a recipe for a pretty brutal morning. But hey, now that you're the beer guy, yeah, you'll learn these things. Cass, <laughs> coming to you now. Um, so if I have not been made fun of enough, I am definitely going to get it after this. Um, I started off the night with a couple glasses of very nice, very light Pinot Noir from, uh, Mayomi. I'm sure you guys have all had some Mayomi Pinot Noir. Excellent. Um, would, (laughs) would recommend it, right? So it's good. It's a a solid Pinot Noir. Solid Pinot Noir. I'm a doctor. Um, so, and then I switched to... I'm a, I'm a liver doctor. Yeah. Trust me, I know. <laughs> then I switched to a nice Labette Blue Light. And of course, I will get a round of applause from this podcast. Oh, I finish it off with a Shiner Cheer. Yeah, that's it. Wow. All right. Love it. I love me. I love some... I think that's the one beer we can all agree on. I, I, yeah. Beyond wow. Bat Blue. Bat Beyond Blue. Blue and Blue Light, yes. That's, that's, and, and also, hey, Suze, real quick, this Juicy Gossip is actually quite good. I've never seen it before, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's not in Chicago, it's not in the Chicago area where I've, at least where I've been looking. But, Billy, what about you? The Bat Blue. <laughs> Little Bat Blue. Bill, so here's the thing, is that I'm really struggling, because I don't know what to drink during game day, because I can't go to fucking Lincoln Station and get Labat Blue. And my friend who lives in Milwaukee didn't bring me Labatt Blue when I asked him to bring me Labatt Blue. Hmm. And so I don't have any Labatt Blue in my house. And I've actually gotten to the point where when I went to Rochester and I tasted how good Labatt Blue was, I'm not going to order this shit in Chicago. I'm not going to buy it. When you put your lips right on the tap as it was coming right off the line. (laughs) It was so fucking good. Bro, maybe you just had like a bad bottle of... Beer, like, no, dude, try bro, it again, I've man. It's fucking Labatt Blue from the time you were in fucking diapers. Okay, shut the fuck True. up. Okay, dude, what do you hear from your folks I, at Bitter Pops? Are they are, how are they managing in COVID? Yes. So I had a private, I have, I had a, a a private showing with them. So I like, I I went by there a couple months ago, um, and I was just hanging out, and I have to run into the owners and all that. And so they showed me their new space. Looks good. Um, when it was still, they have a new space. Up. Oh yeah, so they're moving up the street. It's the place that was like the what is it, Burger Fire or some some burger place, that's right on the corner of Roscoe and Lincoln. It's just like the entire like corner. Of there was that like spot. a gas station so there. Much bigger space. No, 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 no. Lincoln and it's a it was a burger place. It was at uh, Lincoln and Roscoe. Roscoe on the uh, southeast side. But anyways, so I saw it when Roscoe. it was in development. And it looked beautiful, like the like the ideas were great. And so Roscoe. I went back there uh, last weekend, and I was going to I wanted to buy some bourbons for a bourbon tasting we we're having. And I, you know, ran into the owners and ran into the people that I know that work there. And um, the owner had like three or four like hidden bourbons downstairs for me, you know, like mm. like is, to, to available. And, but then they brought me back over to Bitter Pops, and it was just—I mean—it's it, like so much further. They got a coffee bar that's ready to go. They got their coolers in place. They got this beautiful wraparound bar. It's a much bigger space. It's going to be great. It's absolutely going to be great. They're thinking January, mm. um, but so we'll see. But the point is, I don't remember what we were talking about. But Bitter Pops is going to be great. 
We were talking about the wild card, Suge, and we were talking about oh. arrivals and uh, this yeah. moment we've all so been, waiting been waiting for. I've, yeah, I've been waiting for Bitter Pops for a long time. We've all been waiting to get outside for a long time. We've all had a lot of coronavirus l- dislove, right, that we've been having to deal with. But the one thing that we've been waiting for more than anything else is to have a Buffalo Bills team that can win at will. Mm. To have an offense that can just do what they want to do. You want us to run the ball? We're going to run the ball. You want us to pass the ball? We're going to pass the ball. You want us to throw the ball 40 times? Remember all those years when we, if we, if we threw more than 30 times, we were losing? We're in. This year... We threw for 40 times, and we had 80% completion percentage, and we had 375 yards, and we had four touchdowns and zero interceptions against this vaunted San Francisco defense. The point is that we finally have a team that says, hey, I match up against you. I'm better here than you. I'm going to beat you because I'm better here against you, and then we just do it. Mm. How long you would has it been thought. since we've waiting for a team that could just instill their will on another team? I think that's what it is, right? Our team instills our will on another team. He says, okay, you're going to try and beat us? You know, Josh Allen is going to try and throw the ball, and we're going to beat you throwing the ball. Fine. You're going to take away the deep ball? Okay, Josh Allen has learned how to throw underneath. And, and that was the beauty of the San Francisco game today where we just finally saw that the, even the yeah, announcer said, the announcer said, well, we tried to take away this. They tried to take away this. And Josh Allen's just doing it, everything. And so until you do this, you can't do it. So he can beat you in any way, right? And granted, there's better teams than fucking San Francisco. But here's the thing. Oh, I've been I, I, not that I've heard of. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting a long time for a Bills team like this, but I've also been waiting a long time for a lot of other things in my life. And, I mean, we're talking about decades, guys, right? We're talking about decades. I've been waiting until from the Jim Kelly era, right, uh, for a team that was like this. And there's never – Drew Bledsoe, fuck all that. There's never been a team like this. I've been waiting a long time what for this asshole. Stop talking. for? <laughs> what is it that you guys have been waiting for that could make this, you know, that, that, that matches your desire? Let me tell you what I've been waiting for. You need to stop talking. No, no, no. I, I love it. I love it, Suji. I, 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 I've been waiting for the media mm. to stop talking as if Brandon Ayuk, okay, as if Debo <laughs> Samuel, as if what's-his-name-Moser, is going to be the catalyst to taking the 3-19 and San Francisco 49ers, okay, <laughs> from, from a team of complete – look at we recognize the San Francisco 49ers went to the Super Bowl last year. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. You ask me what I'm waiting for, I'm asking for the national media to, re, to re, respect the fact that a team – what I'm asking for is Las Vegas, baby. I'm asking for Las Vegas <laughs> to respect the Buffalo goddamn Bills. And that 
The nine, the eight and three Buffalo Bills should never be underdogs. Should never be one point, nine point, and three, bro. Two and a half point nine and three. Okay, that the now nine and three Buffalo Bills should not be underdogs to the Nick Mullins led San Francisco 49ers on a neutral field. I have I mean, what the fuck were they thinking? I don't understand how that happens. What the fuck? I don't care. I still, All I, I know is Jeff, Jeff and I made a lot of money because of it. So that's what I've been waiting for. You know what? We waited, we came, we conquered, and that's all that matters, baby. Okay. I mean, guys, people outside of Buffalo don't understand the bill. Like, they just don't follow this team. No. Like, no, people, that's why. Yeah, you're right. people no. still, people, I wouldn't say right now, because I don't fucking talk to people because it's COVID, right? But the beginning of this season, well, it was still COVID. I don't know, whatever. People were outside more, and I would talk to more people, and they'd be like, so wait, so wh- who's your quarterback again? Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, so after this year, are we going to get that question? Nope. No? No. Right? Okay. No. No, we still will. Really? You I don't think? know. I'm not sure. No. That's why I'm asking it. No, not after this year, Cass. Not after this year. I agree. Not after tonight. Not after tonight. Anybody who watches the NFL or follows the NFL, I'm sorry, but Josh Allen sent a fucking message tonight. 80%. 375 yards and four touchdowns. If, if you cannot follow the NFL right now and not know who Josh Allen is, I I'm not disagreeing. I just think there's a lot of homers that are still out there that aren't going to believe in him or believe in us because they're fucking dweebs. So you know what they're gonna say? Oh, you beat a you beat a sub 500 team, right? Oh. It's always like it's always in it's um retrospect, right? So I agree. I agree with Cassie, but good, good Cass. Let's let's just fucking ride that shit. Let's just because look what happened when we were the underdogs. Underdogs is great, yeah. man. When we were the underdogs, you can always play we just that. Kicked the shit out of this team, right? When we were the favorites, uh, we kind of scraped by, right? But this year, today, we just destroyed a team when we were the destroyed underdogs. Them. So, yeah, we destroyed them. Destroyed them. We dominated that game. I know we're in the wild card portion of this, whatever this segment is. But going back to this game for a segment, second, we dominated. Yeah, we did. Sorry. So, Cass, coming to you now. The the, the um, you can talk about the Bills. You can talk about anything else. This is the the the, the thing. It's hey, all off the I, rails at this point. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to find a thing to correlate for that you like wait and wait and wait and it takes forever. And the thing I can pull from my memory was being in ninth grade, and none of you guys will ever probably have this, maybe if you're Cole Cole Beasley, but I had a perm going into eighth grade. In order to get rid of it, I had to cut my hair extremely short. Like, Cole Beasley's hair today is, like, long, way longer than my hair was in ninth grade. Or eighth grade, whatever. And all I remember is how long it took to grow out my hair. And it is forever. And you go through this awkward stage and you have these really bad bangs and then it doesn't (laughs) curl right. And it's like, it's what we've been going through with the bills, right? Like one side of the head, oh, that looks really good. That works. The other side is a complete mess, right? Our offense is good. Our defense really sucks. Or our defense is really good is probably the better analogy. And our offense really sucks. Like, 
that me growing out my hair has been the last 12, 13 years of being a Bills fan. If, you know. Yes. I love that. So it, you, it is just waiting. Also, you are the winner of the wild card. You, you think I'm crazy. I, I told you earlier this year, I told you. We're we're all we're full blown COVID man bun here. So you want to talk about grown out hair cast? Like I got I got more hair right now than I know what to do with. Okay. Y'all yeah, can... you look like you look like freshman girl me right now, right? And all I wanted was super long, below my shoulders, flowing locks, and it took me all of high school. Which is a really long time when you think about it at that point in your life, right? So, so, so let me okay. let me piggyback on that one a little bit in the spirit of what Suge was getting at here, and a little bit, a little less about the bills, more about me. Um, as as anybody listening to my voice right now, by virtue of the fact that I have a podcast, knows that I I, I appreciate when people listen to what I have to say, and uh, the career track that I chose meant that I had to kind of sc- scrap and sc- scrape my way on the low man of the podium pole totem pole for a long time before anybody gave a shit about what i had to say uh and i feel like i'm I'm kind of there now i feel like now i speak and people listen and now i just get to like like do a lot of face palms like yes if you had only been listening to me this entire time we'd be a lot better off but here we are it's 2020 the bills are winning games people listen what lars has to say it's all good bill coming to you now cassie has anyone ever had a good perm because all I hear about is the bad perms, you know? What's the percentage of bad perms to good perms? Oh, well, you're right. Ni- 99 to 1, you're, you're right? 100% I don't know. right, right? Yeah, I, hey, because, I mean, that's that one of them vivid. Felicity? That girl Felicity? That oh, brunette. but she was, I think, natural. That wasn't a perm. I think that was actually natural. Oh, okay. And why do they call it a perm? Because it's not permanent. It really is not. So a side note... Side note, when I was in fifth grade, my parents hosted a exchange student from Japan named Miyuki. <laughs> and as, as, again, everybody on this podcast knows. Uh, and mo- Lars, this shit is PG-13. And, okay? and most people listening know I'm an only child. Do some weird shit. So a, having like a sister figure for a, a like a temporary pe- – like did not go over well when I was in fifth grade. Like I just <laughs> yeah. did, not, did not get along with having Inserting somebody at that time is – No, not, not awesome. About a week before she was about to go back to Japan, she got a perm. And um, <laughs> did, it, did it work? Because Japanese people have such like oh, it worked. Heavy... And her parents were going to come like get her, and she was like part of a program where like she was rounding out a year, and she did like three months with a bunch of different families. And my family was the last of the three months, so like in a week or two, she, we were going to hand her off to her parents, <laughs> and. I was at basketball camp at the time, but my mom like still tells the story about how like Miyuki said, "Oh, you don't get perms in Japan." And my mom's like, "What are you talking about?" And she was like, "Well, in Japan, that means you are a slut." And my mom's like, "Your dad is coming in three days. What do you mean?" So we had to like send this poor teenage Japanese girl back to Japan with this perm. And I guess when like her dad saw her, like just like. All of whatever color remained in his face just drained out, and they were like, "What the fuck did you do to my daughter?" And yeah, I guess Miyuki is uh, went back to Japan uh, forever tainted by her permanent, by her permanent short <laughs> called perm. Wow. Billy, coming to you now. Wow. Oh, things I've waited for forever. Well, there's the one thing I waited for forever. It's just has never come, guys. It's never come. 
That Height. is chest hairs. <laughs> I have <laughs> m- <laughs> maximum, maximum eight, eight to ten. Little squiggly guys. And it's cool because I don't need to shave. You don't need to worry about, you know, I take my shirt off. It's like, oh, that guy. No, I just, I don't have any chest hair. But I can't do like the, you know, like I open my like shirt and play like the, oh, look at my cool chest hair thing. I don't get to do that. I don't know. <laughs> so, Bill, I'm, I'm, taking per- I'm taking particular delight in this because I do have chest hair, but all of my hair is dead straight. So I don't get like the like the curly chest hairs. I get like these long, gross like like it grows like 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 fucking cousin it like coming out of my <laughs> nipples. Like it's disgusting. And I only recently just started like shaving it off because it's fucking gross. It is not like what you would consider chest hair, but it is very much chest hair. And I got to get rid of it because it's disgusting. So it's yeah. coming to you now. Yeah. <laughs> And as I know about, as I know more about, like the tanner stages of puberty, like there's actually a stage where your pubic hair is supposed to curl. Yeah, I didn't reach that stage either. I don't, I don't have that. Um, I mean, I can do everything else, like it's functional, but my my pubes don't curl. Is this where Sujit? Tries to go like his threesome because that I'm, that's what no, I'm waiting we're not for. Talking about that, I've already talked about the fact that that hasn't happened. No, these are things that are arrived, not things that ne- will oh, never oh, arrive. Reuse. Never arrive. Okay, thank you. Sorry. I do not reuse material. I do not reuse material. Oh, we're talking about stuff that has has arrived, not stuff that has not arrived. Oh shit, that changes everything. That I was <laughs> Just be creative, man. Um. So. What I'm going to say is um, I always thought that it would be us together, right? Mm. I always thought that it would be us at Lincoln Station and that that was the magic sauce. You know how superstitious I am, right? You guys know that it's all about all of us watching the game together. I get pissed off when we watch it at one of our houses. I, you know, with all that other stuff. I always thought it would be one of us, it would be all of us together. Um, and I didn't know what all of us together would actually mean because when it was us in Lincoln Station, it was me, Cassie, and Lars. Or yep. it was just me and Cassie, right? Yep. It took the pandemic for all of us to be able to watch these games together in the same way and to stick together mm. in the same way, right? Mm. We talk about, you wow. know, Bills and Beers is about, Bills and Beers is about, you know, a bunch of people that used to watch the game in Chicago. Bills and Beers is about us. Mm. Right? <laughs> oh, baby, it is. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Right, it's about this family. Yeah, you're right. It's about, that's what I was waiting for. Right, I was waiting for my Bills family to be able to enjoy God the Bills damn. that we deserve it. Wow! And uh, and I, I I think it would have been really shitty if like all of us were watching the Bills together and this didn't happen. Yeah. Or we all just fucking went off to our spaces and mm. we lost touch with each other and then it happened. Nah. Mm. Like how sad would that be if yep. Cassie, you and I were watching the games together, or if we weren't watching the games together and we didn't have this connection. We didn't have our Bills family, and I think that gets to, like, not just our family, but all of our Bills and Beers family, Mm. all of the Bills mafia all around, that the people that stuck together, this is what you get. 
right? This is your moment. This is your time to enjoy. And it's not about, oh, great, we made the playoffs. We're a good fucking team. Yeah, yeah. This is the best team. You know, as someone that was there before the Kelly area, Kella, <laughs> the Kelly <laughs> area, your head. and has, has been there to this day. God damn. This is the best team we've had. Mm. It's the best right? team we've had, yeah. And yep. we finally get it. We finally get to achieve that. Because people like me, people like you, people like all of us, We've stuck through the bad times. That's right. right? And, and it's really fucking cool that all of us, on this day, the, the first Monday Night Bills win in over two decades. Jesus. Right? Oh but yet, God. there's Jeff. There's Jeff looking right yeah, at me. Like... There's Bill looking right at me. There's Cassie. And there's Lars. I mean, we're all together. Mm. This Bills Mafia is all together. That's right. Love it. This team is all together. Mm. Love it. I'll, I'll see you in, I'll see you in Tampa Bay. Ooh. This is our future. Yes, yeah, you're going to take another this month and a half off? Is that what you're telling us? What are you talking about? Sujit. I haven't taken any time off. <laughs> hey, Sujit, man. That was what, that's what it's all about right there. That's right. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills, baby. It, baby. Hey, hey, find us wherever you find podcasts. Follow us on social media if you find us. Um, and uh, tell everybody you know how you found this podcast. But, yeah, we're 9-3. We're 9-3. We're we have four games left this year. This is the third wow. winning season of the McDermott era. Three out of four years, they've they've won more games than they've lost. This team has fucking arrived, folks. We have a great yep. we have a great quarterback, and the future is bright. So enjoy it. We're going to the playoffs. It it would take a catastrophic fall from grace at this point to to prevent that from happening. So here's the Bills. Here's to all of you guys. Go Bills! First win since 1999. Savor it. Love it. We'll talk to you next week after we beat the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers too. <laughs> Go Bills! Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, Buffalo! The Bills make me wanna shout!